Welcome back to the Nullify Take. We've got the TNT takes for you on Australian Survivor episodes 21 and 22. I've got back with me today my fellow co-host here on the Nullify Take, Michelle. Michelle, how have you been doing? I'm good. I'm wrapping up at school, so I've got one more week of school before we go on holidays, which is exciting. Um, yeah, so, and then, you know, the Survivor groups uh, just got really heated the last couple of weeks with um, who left. So, um, yeah, that's that's kept me busy, and uh, the wind-up this weekend will be most likely explosive, so... Yeah, yeah. I can imagine you're what, what's getting you to the holidays at the moment. You know, like for me at the moment, I'll be honest, I had a really, really big week at work. So um, I've had a few of these today. It's uh, ice black, long black coffees. Um, uh-huh. And that's sort of that's what's fueling me tonight on this podcast is a lot of caffeine. Um, I've just eaten quite a bit of um, chocolatey dessert stuff. Um, yeah, that's uh, chocolate really gets me through or, um, non-alcoholic, like a can of Fanta. God, I love Fanta. Like sometimes I say to my husband, come home from a hard day at work. I need a Fanta. (laughs) Hey, Fanta is good. I haven't had Fanta in a very long time, but I definitely do agree. And, you know, if you're a big, uh, US survivor fan, the orange tribe over there, you know, that, that they're doing pretty well as well. I think we spoke a little bit about this just before we went live. Um, how different the US survivor and Australian survivor kind of feels like to me mm. as a big comic book fan and loving the, the movie genre, uh, between Marvel and DC. I almost look like Survivor US as being like the Marvel of Survivor. It's a little bit lighthearted, it's a little bit more produced. Um, and then you look at Australian survivor, it's a lot more dark, you know, kind like dc and then obviously this season we've had characters from the dc universe make its way onto survivor you've got (laughs) mark as the dark knight you've got the joker and you have two-face um as well and i've got to say michelle you know i'm not a fan of the kings and queens like i'm over it i'm really enjoying the different nicknames making its way to the australian survivor world yeah i I think well juicy wasn't named didn't name himself Juicy Dave, but I think the mm. Joker named himself. I think Geordie did. Um, I'm I'm all for people being named, but naming themselves, I don't know. It just takes me the wrong way. Um, but all power to him. He's got a name and people call him that. So, um, yeah, it's stuck. I, uh, hanging out room here says that uh, I love DC. The Joker and Two-Face is my favourite alliance. So seeing the Joker and Two-Face working together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as you were saying, I think um, Australian Survivor is a bit darker, I think, because they just try to kill them, basically, with the challenges and everything they have to do. You know, it's a wonder that if the males weren't, you know, older, they'd have heart attacks trying to push the things and pull the things and whatever they have to try and do. So, um, yeah, I don't know. US Survivor seems um, a bit softer. Yeah, that's funny because, you know, even in this last week, we've got people on US Survivor saying that Jonathan is Thor, Thor's Marvel, you know, and then you've got the Australian Survivor saying Mark is the Dark Knight. So you've got themselves even calling themselves either DC or Marvel characters. And I don't know if you're a very big um, comic book fan, uh, Michelle, and if you know much about it, but Jimmy K asks here, what would be your DC character if you were to play it? Did did you watch any of the DC character? Give me a character. I don't. You could be, I mean, you could be Wonder Woman, or you could be you know Catwoman. What? Yes, because I was just thinking of Catwoman. I'm thinking I'm not Catwoman, but I loved Wonder Woman when I was younger. So yes, yes, I am Wonder Woman. Mm. That's very strange to say this, but yeah. <laughs> if 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 I was a DC character, Jimmy, I would be Flash for sure because I really struggle to sit still and I'm always on the move. You know, even when I'm at work, people always used to tell me. Obviously, I've been working remote for a very long time. They're like, "Man, the way you walk from one end of the building to the other end of the building is it's like Flash. It's just so quick." Um, how I move, I'm I'm in general, I struggle to be still in one place. So my worst fear, if I was ever to get onto Survivor, Michelle, would be to do an endurance challenge where. I've got to yeah. hold something up or stand still on the same platform for six or seven hours. That would be more painful than the actual torture that they put them through on the challenge. I, I, I can see that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I walk fast generally and, and people who are with me generally, you know, have to walk fast. And even on holidays, I walk fast. My husband was saying, why are you walking so fast? I said, this is my normal walk. Um, and I find at work, 
a lot of the teachers walk really slowly to go to the next thing. And I'm like, I can't physically walk that slow. No. Like it was slow walkers that. really annoy me. I think it was Chanel from this season of Survivor 42. I know we're like going across it, but preseason, she's a an executive recruitment person over in New York, and she said one of her pet peeves is slow walkers in New York. And I can so oh, relate God. to that. Yes, yeah, same. So would I. God, we're so off tangent, and we haven't we're even so started. off tangent. But uh, <laughs> people come in for the yarns as well. So we're five minutes in. Let's get started on the actual episodes yeah. here. Um, we had a great week of uh, Australian Survivor that took place, and it all starts off with Mark having just lost Sam in the game. And a big part of this first episode is Mark coming to grips that people betrayed him. And I saw a lot of people really annoyed at Mark for not wanting to talk to Shay after he got back mm. at camp. And I thought it was quite interesting that people came at him that hard because I feel like as an individual, it wasn't like he was disrespecting her or being disrespectful in any way beyond the point of just saying, listen, I don't want to talk right now. Don't try and hug me or anything like that. I feel like he's allowed to have his emotions and deal with it separately and we should be giving people space. Uh, how did you feel about the fact that suddenly people were coming at Mark just for the fact that he didn't want to talk to Shay afterwards? People came at Mark over the littlest things and everything. He couldn't have done anything right in some people's eyes. They had mm. a go at him um, not being in a good mood and being a bit sad. They said, well, why didn't they, you know, why didn't he play his idol for her? And they were never going to do that. Um, why did he say to Shay to go away? Like he doesn't want the consoling. Um, they had a go at that. Um, they they had a go at the way he was at Tribal Council. They had a go at the whole episodes of what he was doing in it, where he was going, who he was speaking to, and and his even his facial expressions and mannerisms. So I mean, you, a whole portion of the internet survivor community, you know, he can't do anything right for them. So it doesn't really matter what he does. But it's also the most vocal part of the survivor community, I feel like, online. And it's still, you could easily, if you're someone like Mark or you're someone like Sam, who are getting a lot of this hatred coming at them mm. for, in my opinion, not great reasons, you could easily think that that's the majority of people out there that feel that way about them. Mm. And they might take that personal. But I do honestly believe that that's the minority of people but they're the most vocal online and i think mm. we've had this conversation before where even when you work in customer service most of the time the google reviews and the things that you get online are the negative comments it's not the positive ones people mm. that are happy with you they're happy in life they don't have anything that they're upset about they don't need to go and put yeah. their frustrations out on the internet and vent about it so they could feel better about their own situation in life mm. they've got things that they're getting on with in life mm. so they're not out there um complaining like this but these mm. are people that there's things going on at home there's things going on and their lives that makes them very upset so they get really upset about a tv mm. personality um that didn't do things in the way that they would have done it I, if they were it's out there. just incredible because i actually um rejected a post that was this afternoon it was an american person and they said they're watching it and they have never felt so much hatred for mark for a, a couple, for Mark and Sam. And I'm thinking, how on earth can you feel hatred for someone you don't know? Mm. You see a small snippet of them on the screen and it's just absolutely amazing that people can have this hate and and are able to voice it and think it's it's okay. Yeah, I, I'll never understand it. Marcus here in the live stream, welcome Marcus, says there's a lot of hate for Mark this past week. It's beyond crazy. And if he wins, hate to see the response. Well, I, I've got I, bad yes, Marcus, news for... Yes, what's going to happen? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've got bad news for everybody that hates him. I think he's going to win this season. Um, oh, because the editor's showing us that he's... We, we're pretty much... After Sam left, I felt like we've been listening to his story. And, and to be honest, I've kind of been calling it out from the start. And I feel like a lot of this dislike for someone like mark in the game is coming from a fact that he's been edited so strongly and it's been at the expense of other people out there and people might not like that but that's not a mm -hmm. mark issue that is production that's how they're editing the show that's how they're showing the show they need to go back and review this season and really think about how they edited um but mark yeah. in my mind played a great game he was allowed to feel the way he felt at that time he does show that he's the bigger man here 
and he does go and talk to Josh afterwards and him and Josh has, they have a bit of a conversation and he now needs to find out or decide for himself, does he work with this person who's just betrayed him? But he's also in a very peculiar position where he almost does not have a, a, a really a choice at this point because his best relationships are with both Josh and Chrissy in the game. And he realizes that the purgatory three they're going to come after him with dave mm. here being a swing boat at this stage in the game so he's kind of forced to go back to josh and work with him uh at this stage unless he he goes out and uh plays all of his idols and his advantages obviously to get himself to the end mm. yeah i know and i know the editing has been absolutely shocking but the actual tribe mates are chopping and changing all the time with what they're saying and obviously the editors are putting every little bit and piece in there so we have no idea what's going to happen each episode. So usually you're confused and, and sometimes um, I think especially on Sunday night um, when Mark voted a certain way, I had so many people messaging me, why on earth did he vote like that and why didn't he vote some somewhere else? And because we, the edit keeps out some of the conversation so we don't, understand everything that's going on yeah well bring that back up if we get to the, the two people that have been voted out of the game and we'll we'll talk about that again um but early stages here to me it seems like he's doing everything right he understands he needs to get josh back on side very interesting for me i personally believe josh has played the best game at this point and that he's been severely under edited this season uh clearly throughout the whole season he was running his alliance prior to the merge a lot of mm. players wanted to work with him he came into the merge with a majority of players around him. And if it wasn't for some interesting twists in the game, like Purgatory 3 coming back into the game, Jordan being blindsided because of that, I think Josh would have been in a much better position here. But again, Josh shows his capabilities as a player because he knows he's just betrayed Mark and he's gone against Sam. Even though he told Mark, play the idol, Mark didn't mm. play it, so Sam went home. So he does use this as an opportunity in this episode to get closer to Geordie. And the way that he gets closer to Geordie is quite an interesting one as well, Michelle, because the challenge here, the reward challenge was an interesting one. Seeing the girls, you know, make this deal prior to the yes. reward challenge and Shay going back on that deal. What did you think of this? To me, I have to say, I was thinking oh. to myself, Shay, you're a lovely soul. I, I like you as a TV character, but you're not made for this game. You're Physically, you're yeah. doing good, but strategically, you are definitely getting found out at the moment. Exactly. And I thought if I was one of the girls, I would be so against Shay right now for making that pact and then going against it. Hi, Nikki. Um, yeah, I'd be so against her and I would have been trying to get her out. Um, but also, you know, Chrissy and KJ didn't do fantastically in the challenge. Mm. So I was thinking maybe if you tried harder, you would have had more of a case, um, than just going out and then expecting it to happen. It was so, bad gameplay both ways to, to me though, Michelle, yeah. because you know, Shay, at the end of the day, she makes the choice not to stick true to the word that she gave the girls prior to going into the reward challenge. But also for KJ to react the way that she reacted, I understand it's hard because you're out there, you've played it for so many days, you haven't had food. And it's easy for me to sit here with a full belly to say you played it incorrectly for either of yeah. them, you know, in that situation. But mm. it made sense for both Jordy and Shay or for Shay to try and get someone that is not within the Purgatory 3 because they're only yeah. three against four at this stage. It would not have made sense for the Purgatory 3 to be the three people to go on this reward because yeah. that ultimately makes this, it makes it so that there's none of the three still left in camp yes. that can yeah. try and make sure that they get in somewhere. So strategically, yeah. it made sense that they did what they did and, and KJ yeah. really took this personal. I feel like too personal in the game. And it's like I said, it's easy to say sitting on the sidelines. No, because it's a spa day. You want, they're girls. They want to fix themselves up and be clean. And, and, you know, if someone offers that to you, you're going to be thinking about it all the time until it actually, you know, comes true. However, I don't think Shay should have made the deal in the first place. You know, don't make a deal. Don't say something if you, you can't possibly go through with it. Yeah, the hangout room here says that Shay disappointed me again. It's like she she's ready to make bad moves and go wherever the men are. Um, or 
or in this case, Jordy. Uh, Jordy, obviously, he decided to uh, manipulate the situation to a certain degree where he said he probably could have gone on for a bit longer, but by him not being the person who needs to make this decision, yes. he's putting all the blame on Shea. So again, showing the capabilities that he has within this mm. game, but it does give them, them an opportunity here to, as a group, sit together and talk about how they would want to save each other for at least one mm. more game because Shea and Jordy and Josh, they're all very capable of winning immunities and they realize that that makes them big threats in the game at this point. Yeah. Did you like this gameplay by um, Josh and Jordy to come to, I guess, a, a ceasefire at this stage in the game? I saw more work coming from Jordy in this, in this instance. Um, Jordy didn't have to say much to, to sway Shay. Honestly, um, I was quite surprised, unless they left stuff off the edit. Mm. Um, I thought he was instrumental in it more than Josh was. I agree. I think Jordy, Jordy played a phenomenal game here. And this specific move, by getting Shay to take him with and to take Josh with, saves Jordy in this spot. He gets mm. one more day or two more days in the game because if this deal wasn't made you bet your bottom dollar they were coming for Geordie in this episode. Yeah. And it and it made sure that Dave was that one person ahead of Geordie in the game. And like Sandra always yeah. says, it's about getting there to the next day and then anything can happen if you survive another day in the game. Yeah. So um, I was kind of surprised that Dave was chopped liver after jumping over to this Purgatory 3. They just used them for one vote and they were very, very... Um, you know, keen to get rid of him immediately mm. afterwards where they didn't fully have the numbers. And I was surprised at the amount of trust that Geordie put into Josh to stay with him moving forward in this game. Definitely. They must have had a lot of conversations at that spa day, night, um, to gel that, for Josh to be swayed as much. Um, mind you, I mean, Josh is thinking of the end game. I mean... Uh... It's so hard where they're at right now. I have no idea how this weekend is going to play out because of what's happened before, because people are chopping and changing all the time. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing I will say is that while they're gone here, Market Camp does say that he knows that there's three people, three people ahead of him that he needs to get rid of to win this game. And he mentions them. He says, it's Dave then Jordy, then Josh. So he's already gone and taken Dave out in this episode. He did Jordy mm. next. So I think next on the um, soldiers hit list is going to be Josh in this game. And mm. it was really funny. He used the line here where he said he's a trained soldier going up against a trained gardener and he's got some concealed weaponry and the two idols at his disposal. So using a lot of military terms within the game here, which I found to be uh, quite funny. Oh, a lot of people did not find that funny, especially really? when he was a trained killer against a trained gardener um, or I kill things, something like that. It was along those lines and people really took offence to that. And then um, an, a military man, an ex-military man came on the group and explained where Mark was coming from and it wasn't necessarily meaning he wants to kill somebody. It was no. basically, you know, it's just their mentality, they're trained, and it's what they did for a job. And no one should hold that against Mark just because he said that. And he's not meaning it in any sort of malicious way. Man, people people have got to understand this is a TV show. And at the end of the day, it's all about entertainment. It's like I'll never forget last season when Emmett dared to be entertaining and people were going at him because he's trying to be the next Dave Kanut. No one else can be Dave Kanut. No one else can be yeah. an entertainer on the screen. And we won't accept that. Come on, like we're watching a TV show here. He's trying to be entertaining. The producers are egging him on. Um, but for those people who don't like that, stay away from his book because his book goes into some of the things that happens at war and he was at war, yeah. you know? So it's just one of those things. But in any case, in this episode, it's quite interesting. They get back to camp and Geordie's strategy moving forward is going to be to continue to target Mark in the game. They want Mark to play an idol. He's happy for votes to come to him, just like the second episode this week, which I always find very interesting when you know that person's got two idols, you're happy to vote for votes to come to you. You could be the person that the bullet hits when it ricochets against mm. one of those idols that Mark has got. So I found his gameplay to be very much on the edge of your seat type of gameplay at yes. all times, willing to take a bullet here for people. Like why? Why did he say just put votes on me? I'm, I'm like, are you, 
have you gone insane? That's yeah. just the craziest thing. You don't do that. Yeah. Also, what was interesting for me here is that Josh goes on to um, immunity, a bit of an immunity run, but he wins the first of his two immunities in this first episode. And what made it very impressive is that it had an element of obstacle course racing and puzzles showing that he does have a brain to be able to finish these things off. And he continues to grow a bit of a target on him here, winning his second immunity in this specific episode. But it does mean that he is in the kingmaker position where he can decide who's going to go home. And in his mind, he wants Mark to flush that idol, the one idol that he knows Mark has, which will then make Mark an equal alliance member with him and Chrissy to be able mm. to go to the end game. And we see that successfully Mark does play his idol here. A lot of votes came his way. And um, it ended up being that there was a draw. And Dave ultimately is the one going home. Were you surprised that Dave was seen as such a big threat at this point in the game and that he was sent home before Geordie? Yes. I couldn't understand why why um, he was being voted for instead of Geordie. I actually was absolutely shocked and flabbergasted. And, and I, as I said, I got home to all these messages because all these other people were. How on earth, you know, Dave got out before Geordie is beyond me. Unless yeah. Geordie did just such a fantastic social game that day so that, you know, he was more persuasive than Dave was. I think that's what happened. And again, this is why I'm going to continue to say, I think Josh up until this point has played the best game because once again, who's the person who directed the vote ultimately here on Dave? It's a, a bit of a combination between Geordie and Josh, but Geordie made enough of an appeal to Josh saying, I'm not going to target you. I'm happy to go to the end and sit next to you because in Geordie's mind, he thinks he can beat anyone if he gets to yes. the end game. And Josh also feel confident that he can beat anyone in the game. But Dave did not make those same promises from what we've seen to Josh. So Josh said, I'm going to keep Geordie safe for one more vote so that I've got options in the next round and I'm going to vote this way. And he's also the one that talks to Chrissy about where the vote should go in this episode. So once again, I think it points towards the amount of control that Josh has had in this game. Like it constantly looks like he's the one behind the scenes that are directing the votes and where it goes. And obviously with Mark being off the table as well here playing an idol, it ultimately comes down between Geordie and Josh, uh, sorry, Geordie and um, Dave and I think Josh is the one who made the decision that Dave is someone that didn't promise me anything. I don't know where his allegiance is. He's flipping back and forth. Jordy has given me some sort of an allegiance. Even though I yes. know he's targeted me before, he's willing to work with me at this stage in the game. And I don't think that anybody else had any strategic direction going mm. into this episode and going into the next episode. It was a three-horse race, in my opinion. It's either Mark, Josh, or Jordy that would win this game. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Chrissy is going to stand by Mark all the way to the end. Um, I can see her actually getting to the end with Mark. Mm. Um, but you know what? Whoever wins immunity next, whether it be Mark or I'm thinking it's just going to be Mark or Josh, unless it's um, something that is. Shake. Shake could still well, win. Well, something that, that, that Shake could win. Um, a stamina sort of thing. Um, mm. And if it's one of the boys, then the other boy goes. Yeah. But, I mean, it's sort of a given, isn't it? I think it would be shocking if one of the girls went. Yeah, I, I agree because I don't – it's sad, sad to say this at this point. I know people will probably be angry at me for saying this. I don't see any of the girls winning unless they sit next to each other. And if they do yeah. sit next to each other, I think it's, to be honest with you, it's a shit show as to who's going to win the well, game. Um, Chrissy might win it because she's got the superior social, social game. Um, yeah. But I feel like KJ's made the biggest move in the game. Yeah. With, with, Shay's when the she, challenge beast. Shay's the challenge yeah. beast. So you've got a little bit of big move, a little bit of challenge, a little bit of social. It could go any way. If it's, uh, it would be the most interesting final three uh, tribal council we, we've seen in a very, very long time. And I don't think anybody would know who's going to win it. Yes. And it would be very interesting if – they did vote off the last boy standing. Say, say Mark goes, then Josh, or vice versa. Yeah. Um, I can't see. Shell, uh, I can't see any of them really going against the boys in that respect. That they have a three-way being able to get them out. Um, you know, the total votes being for that person. I, 
I can't and the girls have that. never been able to work together this season. They just mm. have not been able to find that cohesion. And yeah. Chrissy in the next episode talks about the fact that Josh is her number one, Mark is her number two. So you kind of know where her allegiance is, is mm. within this game. And it's not with the um, the girls at this point. But before we go into the next episode, I just quickly wanted to finish off here on Juicy Dave. What was your overall opinion of Juicy Dave this season? Did you enjoy him as a character on the show? Uh, do you think that you know he he did a good job? You know, he did it for Brianna. She got voted out really early in the game. And you could see mm. that everything he did from that point onwards, it was never his dream to play this game, but he mm. was trying to make Brianna proud in the game. How did you feel about Juicy Dave as a character? And do you think we, we see a little bit more of the juice in the future? Or do you think <laughs> the juice is out on the loose now? They're going to just let him go. <laughs> I think the juice is on the loose. I don't think we'll see him again. <laughs> Look, I don't think he did enough to be ever invited back. Um, he didn't have electric gameplay. Um, we didn't see him doing amazingly in challenges. So I can't give him a lot of, you know, points for playing Survivor. Um, yeah, he had the passion there because his, his daughter loved it. But as a player, for me, he seemed a bit bland. Mm. It took a little bit long. I think he was undercover for that long that the editors weren't even sure what he was doing. He was hiding his plans maybe a little bit from the editors as well mm. when it came to confessionals where when he finally started making moves, it was very late game. And mm. maybe it took a little bit too long for him to get to that point. Uh, I would be very interested at this stage to see Brianna come back and play the game again because I do feel like even in that short period that she was on screen, she was enough of a character that I would like oh. to see how she would do in a second time. And it's not impossible for her to get that call because – Maybe. Sam and Mark got the call this year to come back. We've seen people come back like Tarzan and others that have been voted out early. Yes. I mean, Tarzan is a, a total fan favourite. Um, mm. But she is – she crashed and burned. She was like a firework who just suddenly went off and just did all these things. And then I'm thinking, you're gone, lovely. And then she was gone. I think, would she come back and play differently? Probably. But I don't think you can hold that much of your own personality inside without at some point letting it all out again. Marcus is asking, didn't Gerald kind of spoil that Dave was going to do a big move when he was on the podcast? Marcus, you've mentioned that a few times, even in some of my videos that I put up. And I couldn't remember the exact thing that he said, but there was something like maybe Dave was going to do a move at some point. But I don't think it was obvious. Um, I'll have to go back and listen to that podcast to know if he actually outright spoiled but i didn't feel like i was um spoiled personally on that yeah like i said i mean brianna i could see her come back i think that she could learn from what she's done and in, in, in the early stages like if i had to choose between juicy dave and like no offense to juicy dave like i mean i we yeah, no i was offense. so bad i so badly want to talk to juicy dave like if i could ever get get an interview um with him <laughs> i'd love to understand what happened in the missing chronicles of juicy dave's australian survivor yes. because they were just like it's so hard to judge these players when mm. only three players got an edit after the merge. You know, it's so hard. I know. To judge. We need more background of what was going on with him. This is yeah. this is why I think he was bland because we didn't see enough about him. But then again, maybe he was doing some terrific stuff. He was the last blood tribe member surviving in the game. You know, like he was the last one from his tribe. Somehow got there, so he must have done more things right than wrong. I would assume, but. Sadly, we we do lose him here, and the juice is on the loose now out um, of the game. But we go into the next episode here, and we see Jordy feeling very good about his position in the game, talking about the mm. fact that normally when you feel this confident is when you should be your most worried. But yes. it feels like he's got a great story to tell if he does get to the end because he was a part of this dominant alliance prior to the merge who ran the votes. Um, they won a lot of challenges. He came into the merge, tried to make a big move, which ended up getting his brother voted out of the game. He was voted out of the game himself and then came back and had to claw his way back from the bottom. So mm -hmm. I do feel like Geordie would have had a very strong case if he got to the finale here. So a lot of this episode is... Jordy trying to once again find a crack in the game to try and get further here, but it also seems that other people in the game knew how much of a story Jordy had going into this episode. Mm. Oh, definitely. 
I mean, they all know that he's got, you know, a lot of gameplay there that they don't have and he's dangerous and he talks a big game and I think I think he would talk a big game um, during camp as well to other people and that's dangerous to do and they, they needed him off to even have a chance. Yeah. I mean, we see a little bit here of uh, Chrissy not believing she's in the top six. She kind of stumbled herself backwards into this position. And I made an observation on my short form videos that I do of each episode that I think Chrissy is one of the luckiest players this season. Yes, she's got a good social game, but she's lucky in the sense that both Mark and Josh along the way lost their ride or die person and she became mm. that ride or die person for both of them and it just seems that the purgatory twist as well if she does get into a top three position really favored chrissy in this game because it removed both jordan and sam from that picking order ahead of her mm. and that you know if she if that twist didn't come i think chrissy would have been in real danger come the top six mm. oh definitely but also remember that she is isn't a threat compared to every compared to a lot of the others so she's not going to be targeted. She would be one of the last to be targeted. And uh, I, I'm getting a lot of fans telling me that they'd actually love Chrissy to win because it would just it would just make the fan base just go insane. It'll break the internet, kind of like Jonathan know. at a day spa, like she said. Jonathan like she, at the day spa. <laughs> well, she doesn't know what she's doing a lot of the time. She calls it at the beginning it was a tribunal. Um, she's learnt stuff along the way, but the fan base would just have a field day. If her or Mark wins, field day happening. My life won't be worth living on Monday. I am shocked that people don't see how obvious the editors of who's winning this season. I'm like, if people can't pick, put two and two together as to who's going to win this season, then I am shocked because I've been saying it for weeks based on what I've seen and how the show has been edited. So I feel like there should be absolutely no shock. There should be absolutely no ride because we have known for at least three quarters of the season matter. who's winning this. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, People have got so the much. pitchforks out, ready to go. <laughs> can't wait to Seriously, rage. Be like that. Simpsons. Um, I mean, with the with the pitchforks, like, oh my god! What's wrong with yeah. people? This is a show; it's entertainment, you know. But um, yeah, it's funny because Chrissy here in this episode, I thought it was very interesting because this was the first episode where she actually showed a little bit of strategy, and she actually made a move, and she helps Josh in the immunity challenge, stops doing the puzzle herself, and starts looking at what Geordie is doing to get him god. to win. Oh, my God. Did you see the faces of the others? Like they were thinking, yeah. you, you know what they were thinking. And I would have been I, pissed. Like totally. But she obviously knew she didn't have a chance. I just couldn't believe it at the time. I was just going, what is she doing? And like looking and looking. And, you know, other people have said that others have helped others in challenges. And I'm thinking not to that extent. If she could have walked over there and actually put the pieces in for him. She would have. I mean, they were saying that um, last season George went back and helped Y over um, Way over some obstacles, yeah. and that's okay. That that's fine. But actually, that's something short lived. But actually, doing an, an entire puzzle with him. Um, and, and Josh is no slouch, by the way. He just won a puzzle immunity the round yeah. before, so he's not yeah. bad at what he does. So to have that little bit of an assistance. You bet your bottom dollar that really helped him in this challenge mm. to eventually win the immunity. And for me, it's funny because she clearly showed Mark, who was also very close to winning this, that if it came down to Mark and Josh, she would choose Josh and help. You could argue, I guess, she was next to Josh when yeah. they were doing the puzzle. Yeah. But still, if I was Mark, I would have felt a certain type of way. Luckily, he doesn't take it too badly because he he mentions that this at least means that Geordie doesn't win it. And Geordie was close to winning it. But at the beginning, when they were starting to do it, I'm thinking they're too close together. Why are they so close together? Because you can quickly see what other people are doing. And, and then, of course, that's when she started helping. Um, what was that thing on the bottom of the screen just then? You said something about someone said something about breaking the Internet. So, yeah, the Hangout Room says, yes, 
uh, break the internet and pisses people off. I would love for yeah. her to win just for that. Um, and yes. I wanted Chrissy to help Geordie. That would never have happened, the Hangout no. Room. Um, the Hangout Room is a very big fan of Geordie. She's told me many a time. So, And we all love Geordie. Like, we love the underdog, but it was not meant to be for him here in this immunity challenge. And he doesn't ultimately win it. And yeah. this leads to everybody going back at camp and now there's going to have to be some scrambling because you've got the purgatory three or like mark likes to call them the b team versus yeah. the a team <laughs> <laughs> and i love it i love the saltiness from mark saying that they're the oh, yeah. b team because i so agree with him like you know yes. my feelings when it comes to people being voted out of the game michelle exactly i know your feelings i know that and when they were called the b town the oh my gosh you'll love this <laughs> uh mark just for that line alone, you're my favorite going into the end game here for calling them the B team. But um, <laughs> uh, they have a three versus three going in here in the end game. And Josh now needs to make a decision here. Very importantly, does he completely turn his back on Mark or mm. does he stay true to that um, alliance that he created with Mark? Mark has been stable throughout the whole game. He's never done him dirty. Or does he stick now with his new alliance, which is Geordie? And I think Josh made the right decision here to stay with Mark and Chrissy. It ultimately, is probably going to bite him in the back because I do feel like Mark is going to yeah. win this game by trampling uh, right over Josh as he gets to the end game. But, I mean, you can't blame him for making the move he made because Mark yeah. has given him nothing but stability and mm. faithfulness throughout this game where Geordie has tried to gun for him before. Geordie is seen as a troublemaker in camp. He calls himself the Joker for a reason. Um, if you had to choose between these two people, I think Josh was always going to go for the stability. And that's why yes. he's always struggled to work with Geordie. Yeah, exactly. You only go for the person who you know the vote, you'll have the same vote as them. It, you just don't do it the other way. It's, it's like standing on rocky ground. You, you don't want to stand on rocky ground in a game where you want to get to the end. But I was I was very impressed with Geordie here because even though he's on the tightrope, you know, he's he's getting pummeled, he still tries to find a way. He goes yeah. and talks to Chrissy. He says to Chrissy, listen, Mark 100% has another idol. If we don't flush it today or go against it today, he is going to walk into the end game. And Chrissy doesn't want to hear anything about it. He senses that. He still picks up Chrissy. He's not buying what he's selling. So like a good salesperson... By the way, Izuzu, if you're looking for a salesperson, I still think Geordie will do very well at it because one of the <laughs> things a salesperson needs to have, Michelle, is being able to take rejections and no after no oh, and keep yes. it moving. And he keeps it moving and he goes Ooh. to Mark here and he tries to make a deal with his arch nemesis. And he says, listen, why don't we vote for Shay? Because that way you can save your idol. And he says, the key to Survivor, and it is, this is very true, the key to Survivor is you need to know what your opposition's motives are. And Mark's motive is he doesn't want to play the idol in this round. So I thought 10 out of 10 for effort. He did everything yeah. he possibly could do to stay in the game. Mm. Many people go out of this game without swinging, and he went out swinging very hard. Yeah. I mean, Mark was never going to believe him at any point. No. He was always going to play his idol. Um and I also sick. think that proves why why Geordie wasn't that trusted because here he is willing to turn on poor Shay, who's supposed to be a part of his Purgatory Three, and yes. he's like yeah. offering her, and he did vote mm. against her in the actual tribal council. Yeah, I know, I know. But look, he tried his best to stay in. Um, wasn't wasn't to be. I, I felt a little bit sad for him, but also, you know, he sort of. He wasn't going to get there without the backing of the others. And he tended to be, because he kept chopping and changing a little bit, just trying to get to the end, people didn't trust him fully. He was he was playing from the start. He was playing with his back against the wall. And it all started that in Survivor, there's going to come a point in time where you're going to have to lie to someone and you're going to have to betray mm. someone. But I feel like... Karan Naidu said this best in his preseason content for Survivors of Africa Immunity Island. He said that you need to choose when you will lie and how often you will lie because when you put a lie out there and you get caught out on it, or if you mm. try and make a move, trust is broken. The only thing you have as a currency in this game is trust. So when that trust was broken early on between Josh and himself and Mark, there was no going back at that point. And I felt mm. like he wanted to make, him and Jesse both wanted to make a move for the sake of being big players. And mm. that they saw, they're, they're both big fans. They've watched a lot of uh, Survivor before. 
they didn't want to go out of this game with, without having their signature on this season. And mm. sometimes when you play and you're a fan, you don't always make the best move that is in front of you at that stage in the game. You make the move that you think will be remembered. And I do think if you look at this season, and I will definitely do a video of it at the end of the season, I'll do a video of the top five players I would like to see come back. It should be no surprise to people if Geordie features somewhere in that top five players oh, because I think he's a, a lock to come back. And yes, I don't and know if Sam is. will come back, but can you imagine? Like, Sam you know, we had pro probably wouldn't, but just let me just pitch you this. Like, okay, team, right, let, me just, let me just pitch you this, right? <laughs> we had Survivor Redemption Island back in the day after a very heated Heroes versus Villain season. Boston Rob versus God, Russell that was Hines. a good season. Can I just say, I watched a clip. Of it was, I think it was called Russell being um, taken out. Like it was just everyone having a go at Russell and, and his game. And it was poverty was there, and Danielle and Boston Rob came in, and I'm like, Jeff Probst came in. We watched this season; it was just amazing. Poverty's confessionals alone were just amazing. Ours pale in comparison to poverty sitting on a rock and giving her thoughts. So I have to go back and watch that, but continue. Sorry. Yeah. So we had this in the US where, you know, there was this bitter, bitter rivalry between uh, Russell Hans and Boston Rob. I think that it would be an absolute travesty if this is the end of the rivalry between the Joker and the Thief or the Ice Queen, like they called her. I'm not calling her the Ice Queen, <laughs> but you need to see another season with these two players going head to head against each other. And if there's ever a Heroes versus Villain season, you bet your bottom dollar they're going to phone both of these people to come back and play this game. Like, I, I think Jordy is a lock. Like, he's just, he's been entertaining in a season which. I'm sorry to say this to the cast that were out there, but it was a lot of duds. And I don't know if it was because of the editing that made them out to be duds or not, but Jordy stood out this season. People mm. will remember him. Oh, definitely. I mean, you don't know. I, I don't think the editors are great anyway. Um, they should feature everybody. And I know certain people, yeah, are more entertaining. Let's put more of them on. But a lot of people get really angry with the, with the edit and the people who don't get to say anything because everybody has confessionals. Everybody has this, you know, the, the walk off into the bush and they, they have a chat and then they, and they come back. So it can't, everyone can't be boring. Everyone is actually talking about strategic moves and, and things like that. So they just need to put more of that on because um, the fan base gets really angry, even though Geordie is so entertaining, we don't need to see him all the time. Yeah, and, and also, what does that say? And I think we're kind of beating a dead horse here by this point because yeah. me and you have spoken about this before, but what does this say about the casting team out there? Like, the casting team is the ones that choose these players. Are you telling me the casting team is that horrible? Because then you need to fire them and get better people oh out there that are more entertaining. Like, someone needs to be, you know, held accountable for the way that players either aren't entertaining or they're not getting edited out there. The and the one is, thing that so really annoys me, so you go ahead, Michelle. But the um, when you do your application online and when you have your interview, you can be this person, you know, you, you get to see the producers or whoever, the casting people, and you can be this person and then you can be all gung-ho about the show, but then you can get on and you can be totally overawed by what's going on around you that you could become this little mouse that all of a sudden oh, this is all too much for me. So I can see that happening with a quarter of the cast. But um, mm. what were you going to say? No, I, I, I'm trying to remember what the, the – I was on a good rant there for a minute, but what you're saying makes 100% sense. But I think that uh, Tion here brings up that didn't one of the twin girls get zero confessionals pre-merch? That's insane. Yeah. That's right. One of them did, I believe. For, I forgot. I think it was uh, Mel that got zero confessionals. And Michelle yeah. had, I think, one or two maybe um, – I only remember Michelle. I don't remember the other. So the other one was Mel. And, and Mel, Mel had is the one who officials. went out first. And Mel is the bigger fan. Mel Mel's is the, the one, one who's watched every season. She's a massive fan. Apparently she was strategizing with Christy Bennett before she went out there. Yes. And Christy said she's shocked that none of the strategy talk they had made it to the actual show and some of the advice yeah. that was given ahead of time. So you know Mel is a massive fan when she goes out to the OG mm. winner of this reincarnation of Australian Survivor and she yeah. goes and asks for tips. And she actually got Christy to give her some advice. 
Yeah, it's so frustrating. Very disappointed. So Very disappointed. disappointed in the editors for that. Yeah, so rant over and done with. We all agree that someone needs to be held accountable somewhere for the fact that we yeah. don't get a more balanced season. This is what I was going to say. Now I remember. I really, a big pet peeve for me, Michelle, is when they give the same person six confessionals saying the same thing in the same episode. Hmm. They're saying prior to the immunity how they're going to target Mark. They go into the immunity, then they come out from the immunity saying, oh, I'm happy Mark didn't win. And then you see another confessional of saying how critical it is to get rid of Mark. I yeah. don't need to know the same thing six times. Give me no. one confessional of Juicy Dave. What's Juicy exactly. Dave's opinion? Why is he targeting Shay when nobody else is looking at Shay and yes. she's not going home this episode? I want to know that. That that, yeah. that scopes a more true view of what's happening out there. So that run yes. over. That was what I wanted to say. <laughs> we need an editor who is a super fan. Basically, that's it. They need to have an interview process which says how many seasons have you watched? Yeah, yeah. Marcus here takes is, is, so clearly the people who are listening to this live for those that are you know listening to the audio version or coming into this later on, they're enjoying the round. I was planning on moving away, but Marcus is also weighing in here, so I want to give him some airtime. Marcus says my problem with casting is that they either rely on Instagram influencers or a lot of recruits who have never watched the show in the past a few years and try to patch it with returning players. And then Marcus also says here, like how the US Survivor had a problem during its 20s with their casting, which is true. Mm. Yeah. And here, Zach says Joss has really been underedited. I agree. I think yeah. Joss has played, I honestly feel Joss has played the best game up until this point. And he's, and we're not seeing it. I think Mark is, I'm not taking anything away from Mark because if Mark takes out the best player in the game, then he becomes the best player, right? So mm. it's all yeah. about making the right choices at the right time. And I don't think Mark has played a bad game. So I don't want it that narrative to be out there but i think josh has really been in control for a large portion of the game and how different would the game have been if jordan wasn't blindsided by the twist of purgatory 3 coming back like it would have been a very different game the mm. only criticism i have for jordan and josh is that they did not take care of the idol or idols a little bit earlier in the game which made yeah. both sam and mark such a big target going into the end game mm. yeah mm. but i mean playing the game that josh has played in his first season I'm very impressed by that. I don't know how big of a fan he was before he came into the show, but the guy has got a skill set for this game, clearly, mm. to be able to get to where he's gotten and to have the amount of control of the game that he's had up until this point. Yeah, I now, don't think he was a super fan, but he's watched the so. show before, but I'm, I'm not sure how many seasons. Too busy flying all over the world. You know, like oh, when exactly. you're a pilot, you don't have time for that stuff, let's be honest. Exactly. Probably the last couple of years, he may have been forgiven to be able to watch a bit more TV. I'm sure oh, yeah. it's been a bit more quiet, you know? Mm. Yeah, I do want to go into um, the actual tribal council and Mark ultimately playing his idol. And yes. obviously a lot of people had opinions about it because, you know, when an idol gets played correctly or incorrectly, people always want to jump in and have an opinion about it. What was your opinion about Mark playing his idol here? Because Sam, really, Sam looked really annoyed with him for playing the idol. Well, I don't know whether he, I don't know whether she was annoyed or whether she was annoyed that he didn't win immunity, so he had to play it. Um, she would have been silly to think that he shouldn't play his idol because you're never mm. completely sure who's going to vote for who. So he had to play it. And I don't hold anything against him for playing it. A lot of people did. They said, oh, another idol wasted. But as someone on the group said, would you drive a car without insurance? just because you're a fantastic driver. No, you've got the insurance there just in case. And that's what the idol was, just in case. And he needed to play it. What if he would have gone out with an idol and after all the hard work him and Sam did? Just ridiculous. And then people would have said, oh, you should have played the idol. There's so many people in the group who would have a go at him. Whatever he did. It drives mm. me crazy. I love Sorry. seeing it. I love seeing I love seeing the fan opinions because it's so easy to judge when you're sitting on the sidelines like yeah. we do every week as well. I just looked at it this way. If I was Mark and I was inside the fishbowl and I didn't know the other conversations that were happening, yeah. he just copped the majority of votes in the previous tribal council. Yeah. So clearly his name is on people's minds, right? He just survived by playing an idol and he knows Josh has just betrayed Sam. So, yes, he'd love to believe that Joss has got his back, but he doesn't mm. truly know if Joss has jumped over to the other side. So 
$500,000 is at stake here, guys. $500,000. That that can pay off a house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you play the idol every single time this close to the end, in my mind. Mm. You have to play it. You have to. And he's got to obviously try and win immunity. He yeah, could be gone got unless, unless Shelly and KJ stay with him. Yeah, so Marcus says here, Sam said on Twitter that the shot was taken out of context, her looking disappointed, and she supports Mark playing the idol. And I was going to say that next. The editing magic could have shown her reacting that way every time that Chrissy or KJ or anybody said something. She could have been annoyed by that, but the editing hmm. made it look like she was really against them playing the idol, which I'm sure yes. Sam trusted Mark enough in the game to leave him with the two idols. She would support him in whatever moves he made. And hmm. to me... Once again, if you don't play the idol and you get sent home, you bet you you bet your bottom dollar they will remember him as one of the stupidest players in Survivor history for the next exactly. twenty years. His his name exactly. would be nobody would remember you misplaying an idol, but people yeah. are going to remember you not playing an idol and going home with an idol in your pocket. Just like we know, Dave Gannett before he became a very polished player left with an idol in his pocket. Everybody mm. remembers that. Yeah, of course they do. Because they think they're all stupid for not playing it. You know, last, um, I, last I year, Simon, that, two idols. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I noticed that Sam's, um, the, the facial expression they took of her, that was played a couple of times, the same one. So, yeah, I could see that it had been edited in and I was wondering when she actually made that face during Tribal Council because we all know that Tribal Council can go for an hour. Sometimes it can go for two hours or longer. Um, a lot of the fans don't know that they edit a lot of it together and everyone has something to say. But, of course, at this tribal council, the girls didn't talk. And so everyone's saying, why didn't the girls get a chance to talk? And I said, well, they did. Problem is the editors didn't put it in. Probably wasn't relevant. Probably wasn't yeah. anything that would, you know, I'm less critical of what we show in tribal council opposed to I want to see confessionals. I want to see people's. Hmm thoughts behind the scenes because yes. tribal council to me is the least i know a lot of people are going to come at me like how dare you say this chris but it's the least interesting part of survivor and you it's know, not unless very they... honest they can say whatever yeah. they want to tribal council just so it's it seems like they're on someone's side or they're going to vote with them and um unless you're a loose cannon and you're just going to say whatever you think and then yeah. you get voted out next episode um you, you're not going to say the exact things of what you feel because it's too dangerous for you to do that. A couple more questions here before we start closing off. We've got Tion saying here, would Joss be a returnee, do you guys reckon? Mm, um, he may be mentioned in my, in my top five because for me personally, I think I'm probably one of the few podcasts. I don't listen to the other podcasts, so anybody correct me here in the, the chat if you listen to other podcasts as well. But I feel like I've, I've been the highest on Joss. Joss has been in my top three from before the merge. And and he's made it very high. When we still did the top three pl ranked players, I stopped doing it because it was too obvious that either Sam or Mark was going to win. So I just stopped doing mm -hmm. it. But Josh was someone that I ranked high very early on. I think I'm higher on Josh than a lot of other people out there. And therefore, I think that if Josh was to play this game again, people will underestimate him. But I think Josh is the perfect player to win. He's got all the characteristics to win mm -hmm. a season of Australian Survivor. So I, I think you bring Josh back, he's going to be one of the most dangerous players. And I could see him be a hero. And a Euros versus Villain season. Well, I also think because he's in the top five, he's definitely got a chance um, more than anyone who went out before him. And obviously he's got a good enough gameplay to get to five. So mm. I would think, yeah, he would he would be asked back whether he'd play. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if he if he would play, especially if things start opening up and he gets more busy as a pilot again. Um, the Hangout Room also here asks, do you guys watch the Jury Villa videos? I love the welcome Jordy got by the jury, and Sam well, Sam's was very interesting. Um, yes. I haven't – I don't know if I – I did see Jordy's one. Yes, it was – Let's talk about Geordie's one first. It was very emotional to see Jesse yeah. embrace his brother and just being besides himself. And we we both know Geordie and Jesse, man, like those two guys went through a journey coming onto the season with losing their stepmom weeks mm. before the show started. Um, so, yeah, it was very heartwarming seeing them reunite. Yeah. And Geordie, it was very interesting because Geordie obviously thought he had a very good chance at winning the game, but there were different opinions on the jury still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, chalk and cheese, those two jury villas. Um, yeah. It's so different. 
Sam's uh, jury villa to me was better than the actual show. Like any episode on the actual show. Like <laughs> I was like, let me put this thing on pause. And I went to go get some popcorn. I put it in the microwave. I got a nice magnum, got back with the ice cream, got my popcorn going. I put my feet up on my computer desk and I just digged in and I was just watching because the drama that we had on that specific jury villa episode, unrivaled. We it's it's unrivaled. I've never seen that on any jury villa ever. US, Australia, just no one talking. Now, of course, they could have edited that in, they could have um edited bits together to make it seem like the silence was longer. Um, but there was quite a bit of time there where they're actually eating and it wasn't clipped together and no one's talking. And I'm thinking, oh my god, this is so uncomfortable. Someone needs to chat. Now they could have. I mean, they don't have to. It wasn't very Australian. Like it Australian, wasn't Australian. Australians don't but, get that upset about anything. They don't have to be happy. Crazy. They they just need to be cordial, like yeah. the Americans are. Like just be cordial, even if Game's you don't like them. Yeah, yeah. It was it was it was interesting to watch, and um, yeah, so many like I mean the Jordan portrayal of Sam making facial expressions and things on tribal council, which I thought wasn't on. So I understand why Sam was upset about that because it it influenced the actual game um, and they were not in the game any longer. And then also Jesse having to forgive Sam for what she did and her explaining what happened. Like, I mean, listen, it was a, it was a bad situation, but you, you get Sam even on the car trip back to jury Villa saying I did something really bad. And she confesses that to her parents, I believe, on the phone saying, I stole this kid's idol. And she knew before the season ended, like I bet you she was anxious about how it was going to be perceived by the Australian public because Australians are all about playing hard, playing fair, you know, that type of mateship almost is is very much ingrained within the culture where Survivor is not about mateship. I know. It's totally opposite to what we are. So (laughs) this is why the Americans do so well at it. And the Australians get up in arms. So Jimmy here says, I think Jesse and Geordie would do great on the amazing race, Michelle. That's your your level of expertise. Do you think they would kill it? Definitely, Jimmy. They would they would go crazy. Um, and I think the only problem for them would be focus. Um, being Mm. able to focus on some of the um more um complex tasks on the amazing race um i think that would be absolutely hilarious in any dance challenge um yeah i'd love that jimmy actually that would be really good that would be a great team i i see jimmy and michelle i see you guys jesse and geordie and i up you with chrissy and croc bring chrissy and croc to the amazing race i reckon that would be a dynamic duo to see play this game god that would be yeah well croc could do any of the challenges where they have to carry things that would be and I think Croc would have like a chip on his shoulder now after he came to survive. And listen, bring respect to Croc's name. He tried to go against Jesse and um, Sam early on, and he tried to create his own group of players that he could play with. So at least he tried mm-hmm. to play, I think, a more proactive game than the two of them. But yeah. got found yeah. out at the end of the day. But I think Croc would come back and want to do well at the Amazing Race because he underperformed so badly at the challenges. Mm. So he, like, he's a competitive person, has to be. To play yeah, at the level that he played. Definitely. Or he could he could crash and burn like um did you ever see the amazing race with Rupert? Yes. Oh I my did. god. That, that was <laughs> that was beautiful. I'm not a Rupert fan, so I actually enjoyed it. <laughs> I am a Rupert fan. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? I've he never been a Rupert fan. Burned. I th- I could imagine Croc doing a Rupert though. No, I am a big Johnny Fairplay fan and I never appreciated how he nearly um you know, killed Johnny Fairplay in that first season when he had both his hands around Johnny's neck. You know, I was like, this is a little bit too far for me, Rupert. So I've always seen that that side of Rupert. But I mean, again, Johnny Fairplay copied me last week. Can I just say? Yeah. Oh, did I did. What, what did you say? Well, you know that um, meme that came out of, uh, well, it wasn't a meme. I, I We created one. It was just that um, screenshot of JLP and, um, I was about to say Phil, Jeff together. Oh, and he put himself in the yeah. back. And I, I put Nico at the back and I couldn't do what it fast you? enough. I want to do it fast. So I asked um, um, Brendan, the guy who does Australian Survivor memes, and, and he made one for me quick and I put it up on Instagram and I tagged um, JLP and Jeff and I tagged everybody. And then next minute 
he's got himself there with JLP and um and and Jeff and I'm like oh my god you copied me because you put it in another group um yeah you didn't I found it that. hilarious because I saw I saw yours and I did see his as well now that you remind me but I found it funny how many fans fans thought that it was real that he was hanging out with Jeff Probst and J JLP yeah. and they're like oh you and Jeff Probst are on good terms now and he's like obvious you know like we're just hanging around on Sunday afternoons no if <laughs> 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 like JLP would even meet him yeah, but a lot of people didn't know who JLP was. Like a lot of people, like that that follow Johnny Fairplay and Jeff Probst, yeah. didn't know who JLP was. But that that was a cool that was a cool thing to see. I still think that crossover. I'm putting it out there. It's going to happen. We're going to see a crossover at some point. But I feel like South Africa is going to miss out. Sadly, I just feel it's going to be an Australian yeah. US version. But whatever, you know, we'll beggars can't be choosers. We'll take what we can in regards to that. I'm hoping they need I'm right. Be filming in Fiji for the crossover to happen. Um, yeah. Then you know because they used to run back to back, and then like one of the hosts can stay for the next one, or, or vice versa, and then that would work really well. Yeah, Marcus here says that um, that very tense jury villa that we saw there. It's happened in the US a few times in Ponderosa, Cass and Kagiyan, a few in One World and Cochrane in South Pacific. I remember. But Cochrane Marcus, in South was Pacific. it the same? Was it totally silent? I can't remember it being totally silent. I think they were pretty angry with Cass. Um, and he says the yeah. closest one would be Zach and Jackie and all sorts, but, was, but it wasn't to the same yeah. level as Sam's. Yeah. I just can't Michelle, I feel like yeah. we've touched on everything for this week, really, on um, the season. The only thing we haven't spoken about is the finale. Who, who, Who is your picks to win this? If you had a crystal ball and you could look into the future, we'd probably get a top, top three by the looks of it at the moment with the jury makeup. Yeah. Who do you think gets there, and who do you think, if you had to predict right now, who takes the crown? Mark. Um, top three. Mark, Chrissy, and KJ possibly. Um, yeah, I think the boys, although they like each other, they they know that they won't, they shouldn't take the other one to the finale. Mm. So yeah, who do you think? Who do you think the three? Exactly the same as you. I think it's going to be yeah. Mark, Chrissy, and KJ, most likely. I think what happens in the next challenge is that most likely Mark wins the next immunity, takes a shot at um, Josh while he's still eligible to be voted out, and he Mark plays the ultimate swing vote in this next episode because he knows that Chrissy and Josh will never vote against each other, so he goes over to the dark side, to the B mm. team, and he um, goes captains them, and he uses both KJ and Shay to take out Josh. What I there's think an idol. Me. There's an idol. There'll be there'll oh, be an have they idol. another idol. They would be because they've gone out of the game, and it's top five. A idol is allowed to be used next time. If title. you see people really hating on Mark, if Mark finds another idol in the next episode, <laughs> people will go off their nut watching this. Like when they <laughs> see him find another idol. Anyway. Are you kidding me? <laughs> At the moment, we've just got to be all in. Do you know how many posts I'm going to have to shut off commenting? Like, Jeez. seriously, it was like 30 the other week, and it's going to go off the Richter scale this Sunday. I just know it. Jeez. But anyways, so, yeah, I think he plays the middle agent, works with Shay and KJ to take out Josh most likely. Josh is going to falsely think he can work with Mark for another round, mm. and it's going to blow back on him. Because I think if Josh sits in the final three with Mark, Josh wins. I think it's close, but I think Josh wins. So he knows he needs to take yeah. him out. And I think that as soon as Shay doesn't win the next one, he takes Shay out as well. It's pro yeah. probably the, the way it's going to go. And then those are going to be – because there was a, a little bit of Chrissy being close to Mark. There was that comment, mate, that I haven't forgotten – I remember random things. And I remember early pre-merge, there was a thing where KJ and Mark talked about their special bond that they have. And I think mm. if he had to choose between Shay and KJ, he would rather be with KJ at the end, I think. And also but, because Shay would have more friends on the jury probably. than KJ. Well, does she would? really have friends? That Does she really well, have friends? Maybe the I think she'd Jordy, have more people Jesse? who would vote for her than for KJ. Yeah. I think so. The hangout room, please. None of those girls will find the idols. <laughs> they probably won't. 
Yeah. Michelle, it's been great talking to you about this episode. It's finale weekend. I can't wait to see who Yay! is going to be the latest Australian Survivor champion uh, of Blood versus Water. And hopefully we get to talk about this very soon again and talk about the finale and uh, the season as a whole. I've had a lot of fun talking to you about uh, this week. Yes, it'll be good. Hopefully we have something else to chat about. Hopefully the new shows start coming out as well. All yeah. those new ones that are that are exciting and and yeah. So if you're I'd popping love... out of the woodwork, like um, yeah. I will always be more than happy to have you on the podcast. You know, Survivor 42 is going on as well, so I'm sure we'll find another opportunity to talk about something in the near future. For those that are in the live stream and that have stuck with us for an hour, thank you so much for taking part in the conversation. If you haven't done so already, please put a like on the video. Consider subscribing to the channel. We are now heading to 600 subs, um, and we're working our way up to a thousand subscribers when we get to a thousand subscribers i will make five merge buffs for survivor cbs seasons one to five available to one person to win next week is the live draw for the australian survivor buff giveaway for when we hit our 500 subs so how you participate in that is leave a comment in any of the videos that i've done over the last week if you leave a comment on there i will put you in the draw and it will be done live i'm really excited to do the first giveaway here on this channel and thank you so much for the support it has been so great to see you guys support what we do here we love talking to you we love talking about this seasons that are happening and um i want to add more shows to the the list you know who knows maybe it's the amazing race australia in the future michelle Maybe if they can actually finish without anyone else getting COVID. Have people been getting COVID? Bo got COVID. No. Chris, Bo. I know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not reading all these things. They brought in another host from America, an Aussie host. I can't remember his name now, but he's had to do some of the legs. Is it the guy from The Bachelor? Is it, the, is it that guy? Really, that's, the, that's The Bachelor? No, I think it's someone, Tin, Twindle, Tin, oh, someone online will know. Um, I can't remember his name. He was an Aussie host here. Um, it's not that guy. Um, and he's done because Bo's been <laughs> off sick. He hadn't couldn't be up, he couldn't do it. Some of the production have also gone down. The wow. um cast is still fine, the teams are still fine, they're still going. But um, yeah, hopefully they just they don't have a host checking them in. It's just they get like maybe they should have instead of having Bo there, they should just have like a little tablet on like a chair talking to them. <laughs> you know, oh, like how Phil did his start off the race in the, the previous Amazing Race. Exactly. Just have a tablet on a chair there, checking exactly. them out. Exactly. Oh, and there's Speak of the Devil. There's Brendan who helped me. Uh, uh, Australian Survivor memes who put me. Oh, not me. That'd be good. I should have put me up there. Um, who put Nico up on that that photo? Yeah. <laughs> Brendan, welcome to the stream. Brendan asks, hopefully we will have something else to chat about soon. How long is it until the next season starts? I don't even know if the next season has been confirmed yet. Have you heard anything about the next um, season? I thought they'd been casting, yeah. Um, right. But Brendan, we'll come back if, you know, if, um, if the Traders comes on. Um, I'd love to do the Traders, and I, which is like, it sounds like the mole. And Hunted. Oh, Hunted. It's just amazing. But I might have to do Hunted with my English podcasting team. Um, that's a fantastic team that I've done it Michelle, with. Michelle, let me know what you want to talk about. No, it's 100% fine. You let me know what you want to talk about and we will sort something out and we'll be back on here to talk about a show at least. I know that much. Fingers crossed we do get the Amazing Race Australia because I think that could yes. be a lot of fun as well. But Michelle, it's been great talking to you. Everybody in the live stream, thank you so much and catch you guys next time. Bye. Bye.